Attack life, not others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. We had a request from a listener to talk more about fear, and back of the show is Master Tim Hawk. It's a subject you've studied a lot, and you've got some thoughts to share with us. I am very interested in, well, in psychology. That's one of my uh, other main interests, along with martial arts and so on, and what I majored in in college. Obviously, fear is uh, an aspect in psychology and dealing with it and understanding it. We were talking just briefly about it and he was saying that uh, it's a really cool way to remember this. He said there's four different types of emotions, you know, uh, mad, glad, sad, and afraid. And uh, yeah. I thought of it right away, you know, mad, glad, and sad rhyme, afraid just doesn't seem to, to work in the same rhythm. And it doesn't, you know, fear, um, being afraid doesn't really work in any kind of rhythm it'll stop you from doing a lot of things. It'll stop you in your tracks. And I know for me, you know, my personal experience is I, as I go through fear, which is many. And a lot of people think that martial artists don't have fear. We have a lot of them. I think we actually recognize them more than a lot of people because we're more aware of it and aware of our emotions. Like when we get uh, angry, our control issues, we talk about this a lot in the martial arts, um, sad, glad. But fear is one that will really alter your way. And um, a lot of times I see it early and I think, oh, my God, am I going to be able to do that? Can I really pull that off? And then you go and you get started, almost like the letters of an alphabet. You go from A to B to C to D. And I think what happens with fear, it eliminates all the stuff in the middle. You go from A to Z and right away you think of quitting. Right away you think, well, I can't do it. And I see that one of the ways to deal with fear one of the ways to deal with emotional interruption, as I would call it, in any one of those forms, you know, mad, glad, sad, or afraid, is take it in steps. It's a process. Dealing with fear has allowed me to do a lot of things that I probably wouldn't have done if I would have listened to my, my mind going off in that kind of echo chamber. You can't do it. Don't do it, man. It's too scary. Don't try. But then you do try. And then you see you can get there. That's true. And I remember it very clear. It was almost uh, 40 years ago, back in my college class, my professor, uh, and this is one model. Now, there are different models, but uh, in his system, which really worked, and I thought it was good because it was so simple, he said there's four basic fears, mad, sad, glad, and afraid. And the others are kind of like offshoots, like mixtures of them, kind of like you have you know, the primary colors, red, yellow, blue. You mix red and yellow, you get orange, you mix uh, blue and yellow, then you get green. So basically they're like mixtures, they're offshoots of primary colors, the same as your fears, you know, are, are like there's mixtures of those. You could have like a disgust, shame, but in his system, which I always remembered, those four basic ones give us a simple way to look at it and the others are kind of mixtures, but they're all emotions. And, of course, emotions are feelings. We feel emotions. You know, like you feel mad, glad, sad, or afraid. It's a feeling. And fear, in all the systems that I've heard of, which I say there are a number of, fear is always one of the basic, very basic emotions, which, you know, they always say comes from our ancient past. And, well, fear can lead into what they call the fight and flight syndrome, where if you're afraid, your body starts to gear up to either face that fear, if you can deal with it, or run from it. So it's fight or flight. 
you know, if it's something you can deal with, you can fight it. And um, that triggers a whole pile of responses. Another quick thing to say probably is that it's good to know what we're talking about. So a simple definition that we have a fear is it's an unpleasant emotion caused by the perception of a threat to the ego. So if you're perceiving a threat, it kicks in the fear factor. And, um, and like Tim said, it, you know, there's a lot to deal with. Fear can be a great uh, motivator. It can motivate us to either face it, like we talked about with the fight, and deal with it that way, or to try to run and avoid it and get away from it somehow that way. And, and that motivates our behavior, depending on what yeah. it is. Yeah, I know. And you know, you talk about some steps that we can do um, dealing with fear on a, a larger scale with what we're dealing with now with the pandemic and coronavirus and, and the fear of the unknown um, creeping up our backs. And you know, just in yes. a couple little things that I can recall from, I can remember when I um, started out playing baseball as a kid and stuff, I never wanted my parents to watch. I was uh, fearful of of not being able to pull it off for my parents. And and then, you know, as I got older and, and started teaching the martial arts, there's a lot of kids who come in and sometimes they don't want that audience. Um, they feel they can pull it off, but they don't need the pressure of other people watching. And I get it. Um, one of the things I shared with Steve a while ago is one of the reasons why I became interested in doing podcasts with Steve. Um, not only did he have a good idea, but I really wanted to learn how to speak um, and not be so fearful of speaking in public. Mm. And even though I do a lot of speaking in public, I'm on my own turf. And I started with one student and two and then 10 and 20 and so on. But the fear of being uh, to have to stand up in front of several hundred people and speak to a group of people that really consider me one of my friends. And um, I knew by doing a podcast and trying to take one step into it, get a little closer of being more fearful of talking to strangers, people that I don't know, maybe yep. people I haven't seen in a while, would help me engage in learning how to speak in public. And so I've taken steps throughout my whole life to deal with fear because fear has always been in my head. Um, and I like a lot of us, I think we all can agree that it exists. Some of us deal with it better than others. And the confidence issue also falls into that factor as well. What are some of the things that you're fearful of, Tim? Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, I, I would say in my case, I probably was fearful of um, not having enough control in the situation. And when I was young, we had neighborhood bullies, as I mentioned to you guys, I think in the past, you know, I was, <laughs> we were little kids, my friend Harry and I, and in the neighborhood, and there were a couple that were kind of big bullies, and they'd jump on you when they saw you in the neighborhood. I remember I didn't want to be in that position to, to be able to be beaten up and to be, a, you know, a victim so easily. So in a way, that motivated me and him to really uh, look into martial arts, even though there were no schools and things back then that uh, motivated us. We bought some books. And as soon as anybody came around that uh, actually could teach something like judo or karate, I, I jumped at the chance and signed up. So in a way, you could say that the fear of being a victim motivates many of us to start martial arts. And then, of course, you once you get into it, you see there's so much more and things you're gaining. But that definitely, um, you know, that fear factor can be involved. 
you just gave two examples of fear where you used fear as motivation. Tim, you made a choice to do these podcasts so that you'd get better at public speaking. Master Hawk, you said you used fear to motivate you to get into martial arts in the first place. And then you conquered those fears and you got confidence and you grew in other areas as a result. Do you think that fear, okay, so you said it can either make you flee, as in flight, or it can make you fight. You two chose to fight. You rose to the occasion, you handled it, you did what needed to be done, and you conquered those fears. But do you think that's intrinsic in people, or can that change? Because if fear does not motivate you, you always flee from it. Can that be changed? My concern is you'll always be like that. And instead of getting stronger, you'll continue getting weaker throughout your life. Do you think that can be changed? Yes, I do. And uh, obviously, I do think eventually people have to uh, face their fears. Otherwise, they keep coming back to haunt us. But in a certain situation, like being attacked by some big creature, (laughs) you know, that you're not going to maybe be able to stand and fight too well, like an elephant charging you or something, you know, you may be wisest to flee, to run away in that kind of situation. So the the correct response, the assessment, the understanding of of what to do uh, comes with with wisdom. You know, one of the things I've noticed in my life, and again, Tim, you're on this planet longer than I am. Both of us have been on for a while. One of the things that you do is through fear, you get better at becoming stronger. And uh, I know the martial arts has taught me in my life bridging. I always talk about the martial arts as a bridging program from white to yellow, yellow to orange, orange to green and brown and so on. You don't look at the whole picture. You pursue black belt, but it's in snippets over a period of time. And you don't necessarily see the growth until later. Everything I do in life, I think that I've succeeded in life because of fear. I, I did not um, I did not succeed because I just saw the success real easy. A fear drove me to succeed because I didn't want to fail. And there's a process through steps, little steps. You can beat it. It's just a process of thinking differently and realizing that you just can't stand there and throw your shoulders up and say, well, I'm, I'm done. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to beat it. Yes, you can. I think that that is probably one of the reasons why we live in such a great country because of the fear factor of failure and the need to succeed has created one of the most awesome countries in the world. The term bridging makes so much sense. And that also answers my previous question as far as how you can overcome it. It's step by step. It's not going to happen overnight. Master Hawk, thank you for joining us. I think we could talk about fear. We could do a hundred episodes on fear. Fear is just a powerful, powerful emotion. And we all face it. You can't get out of this life without dealing with fear or experiencing it. So let's get you back on. We'll talk about it again soon. Okay, that sounds very good. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittenin social media creation. Steve Mittenin social media.com.